Mae'r rhaglen hon yn cynnwys iaith gref a golyg feidd o natur rhywiol. The Valleys. A place of myth and legend where the dragon sleeps and life is beautiful. We're back! Right, it's back from our wee break. So yes, um, mm. we're going to go through uh, a bunch of categories, not too many, uh, but we're going to wrap up what we've enjoyed this year. And then we're going to go through um, our favorite Christmas like songs and stuff like that. So, um, what's the what's, so I know some of you people who listen to this are also fans of games. So we thought we'd include some of our best games, um, mm-hmm. which um, yeah, that will appear to some, and some others won't like it. But anyway, what's the best game you played <laughs> this year? So mine is uh, Baldur's Gate three, hands down. Uh, I know that's probably. Um, what do you want to explain to it does... for non gamers? Yeah, yeah. So anyone who does doesn't uh, like keep in touch with games or isn't a gamer, it's like a um, Dungeons and Dragons game. Uh, it involves like dice rolls and things like that to determine your success in certain scenarios. It's like proper fucking nerdy, but to me, it's just just so good. I'm like. 140 hours in now on my second playthrough. Uh, so far, I've on my second playthrough now, I've done everything differently from my first run through, and it's like it's all new. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can just do yeah. everything differently, and it's super. It, it, you can it, pick every single element, can't you? It's yeah, really it's it's really good. It, it won't be for everyone, don't get me wrong. It's, it's it's like a it's a pretty complicated kind of system you interact with and how everything works. But it, it, in my opinion, it doesn't take long to get used to it, and it does ease you in with like tutorials and things like that. I'd highly recommend it, even if you're not like a hardcore gamer or if you're a guy you who, or, or like... gal who's just bloody who loves COD, for example. You know what I mean? It's a very different game from like COD, but it's it's very it's um, really story driven, accessible. Isn't it? So you don't need to yeah, like, be really... fast or reactive. You can play. It's quite accessible no. for people with like. Um... Uh, physical disabilities because you don't need to be able to like move your controller really fast. It's, you're pretty much just saying what you want to do. Roll yeah, dice and, and just if you want to pick it up and do a little bit, and you know, it's not like a, a game of card where if you're not quick enough, if you don't have the skill and the muscle memory on your fucking thumbs or whatever, you're going to get just rolled over. It's it's really good. It's like the best thing for me is you know like when you play a game and you can't go somewhere because there's like a knee-high fence stopping you or a locked door and you just can't even open it even though you're meant to be this like beefy hero or whatever you're playing um basically the game just not telling you you can't go there in Baldur's Gate it's like you can lock pick doors you can smash a door in if you're strong enough you can magic the door open if you've got the right spell for it and stuff like that if you don't have a lock pick for a locked chest and you're not strong enough to smash it open, you can pick it up and throw it off a cliff, mm. smash it open, go get the loot. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's very, yeah. it's very, um, there's all these options to do things in it. And it's it's just, honestly, one of the best games I've played is it's absolutely brilliant. People absolutely rave about it. Um, mm. Mine, I don't think came out this year, but I wanted to shout it out because I loved it. It was called Ancestors Legacy. And it's a real time like strategy game, um, but from like a bird's eye view. So you play with, like you mm. you can look down at a bunch of different people. And I picked it for this because this pod is history based, and you like control mm. like Edward Godwinson and William the Conqueror's armies, and you like you oh, know, nice. it's during like the Anglo-Saxon England uh, times, and you play with different factions, and you have like really fun missions. Um, proper like Age of Empires, very old it feels old school, oh, um, it came out not too long ago, it's an indie game so it's a small developer team but it's really fun and they've just nailed mm. like, the story, it looks beautiful, it looks really, f- it's not like the world's best graphics but it's um, 
I don't know. It, it feels it's immersive. It's cool. It's not cool. It's proper nerdy. But I really enjoyed it. And <laughs> if you like history, that sounds it, class, it follows proper. It adds real people from history, and it, it's quite true to a real event. So it's when the King of England, well, the the Anglo-Saxon King died, um, and then it came through to yeah. Um, how so? Do, do you what? Do you like um, pick a faction, or do you play yeah, just you the one faction do. and the, follow the, history? The campaign takes you on a journey. Um, but then the, um, you can just pick a faction and play like a, a skirmish thingy. But so like one would be like oh, you 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 have to um, get to a certain battlefield, but things have been taken over. You got to like take over enemy bases to get your um, like they'll 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 have like they, the game might take like an hour long to play for each mission. But mm. it'll be like okay, so you you have these men, you got to go raid this place, and then once you've raided that place, you can like get more troops to support you or whatever. And you like it's just like mm. Age of Empires where you can you build like an archery place to get archers, you build a horse place to get horses. Oh, amazing! But it looks really cool. It's a really like wooded, pretty built area. Um, it's yeah, it's really really fun. Um, and another one is uh, another shout out is for a board game called Dixit. Um, I think it's pronounced something French like. DK or something, but it's D-I-X-I-T. Mm. Um, and I won't even begin to explain that. But if you have a quick Google, you'll see it's this really beautiful card game um, where you... Um, well, I'll try and explain it. So say if there's four of us playing, um, the one of the yeah. person who's in charge picks up the card and it will say, um, like, uh, it'll have like a, a sentence, like um, an eclipse of the heart or... Um, for sorrow or um, anxiety, or it will have like a phrase or a mm. term or a word, something like that. And then you've got these yeah. amazingly illustrated cards, and you have to put one down that matches that. Um, and then the person, um, but you don't want it to be. Oh, I actually I can't explain it. <laughs> it's just it's a really pretty game. <laughs> yeah. and I changed my, my partner, mind. You can't do it. <laughs> uh, me and my friends um, we're playing it together, and it's really fun. It's really it's, I've never played a game like it, and like, it's so much so I can't even compare it to anything else. So I don't know how I'd begin to explain it. I'm not that clever, but have a little Google of it. D i x i t. If you've got if you like board games, and it's not too difficult to get behind. It's it's um it's all based on how Ooh. yeah. It's uh, just Google it, and it's fun. Trust me. Um, I did bad explaining both of those, but I'm conscious no, of time, fine, so I'm man. trying to get through them. All good. Um, best TV show. So what's the best thing you've seen last year? Or this year? Well, this year? So this was a tough call. Uh, I absolutely loved Last of Us this year. Um, early this year, I think that was. Yeah. Uh, it was the only TV show to make me cry this year. Mm. Uh, well, at least at least sober. Anyway, I cry at fucking anything. <laughs> slightly melancholic when I'm fucking struggling. Yeah. Um, but it was genuinely a really good TV show. But uh, I think it's just inched out into first place by Succession. Yeah. Um, I know, I know this is a little bit of a cheat because I'm counting all seasons of Succession as opposed to just the uh, final season that came out this year. But fuck it, I don't care. Um, it's just so well written. There's not a bad actor in the bunch. They're all on top form. It's it's always grips me when they can make you engrossed and empathetic towards like these absolutely awful characters. Definitely. And I don't mean 
I don't mean characters that are awfully written or anything like that. They're no, brilliantly just, crafted, just but characters bankrupt. that are just fucking horrible and they're heinous. Yeah. And like in yeah. some episodes, they're just the biggest pieces of shit, but you still end up having your favorites yeah. rooting for one over the other and stuff like that. And I just think that's, that's such a, um, a talent yeah. uh, in terms of writing. And yeah, so succession for me is, is just clinched it this year for, for best series. How about you? So this is one of those weird ones that you mentioned earlier, well, off cam, off mic, hmm. um, sorry, off record. You said some of these came out in 2022 in America, but got released in the UK in 2023. So hmm. I'm gonna, I'm going with the uh, the UK release date um, because that's when I saw it. But there's a TV show called The Rehearsal um, oh, on HBO, yeah. and I, I showed you, didn't I? I told you to give it a watch. Um, it's I'd so... watch it before you, mate. How oh, dare you? you? How did dare you? you? Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah, because I watch it on my little dodgy app. I, I watch it oh. on my dodgy app. Uh, See, so I, I mentioned it to a lot of people. Maybe I just mentioned it to you and we discussed it. Um, it's this guy who's like Nathan Fielder, who's who's done TV shows called like Nathan For You. Um, he's like a weird guy. He's like he's kind of a bit like a Louis Theroux. Uh, like mm. when he interviews, he's quite robotic, but he's like comedy gold. He's so funny. Um, and he's like quite awkward and difficult and quite like not very like easy to be around so that makes his comedy so much more funny especially in america he knows how to like mold a, a scene with like someone who maybe isn't necessarily involved with the planning of it into and to just make it like gold like you say isn't it it's, it's just so good yeah and in, in it he has this um in, in the show it's called the rehearsal because he meets people who uh, his idea is he will help you rehearse a situation to like the nth degree, like the eighth degree. He'll make sure, like, so one person is scared. The first episode is about a guy who's scared about telling uh, his um, quiz show. He's in a quiz. He has a weekly quiz with a friend, like a bunch of academics, and he's scared about telling them that he doesn't have a actual degree. He's told them he has. Um, he said, mm. he, I think he made a lie about like 10 years ago that he has a, a degree from Cornell University, but it's actually from somewhere else. Just to fit in, wasn't it? Yeah. And like, yeah. Sort of just because he was anxious and everything. Yeah. And now that lie has gone too far. So um, uh, Nathan Fielder uh, helps this guy rehearse it in like so many bizarre uh, situations. Um, and it's really weird. It's, it's a really odd concept, but halfway through doing it, he gets lost because he he falls into all the characters so he wants to feel like what it's like to have a wife so he hires this person to become his wife and then he hires a a son to play his son and he moves in with them and then it becomes warped it becomes so weird and surreal and like this kid it's like a bit isn't there where like where he's like he's trying to um fast track what it's like to like raise a child Mm. of course because they he was like oh (laughs) kids actually grow too slow so what he does is every like is it like three days they replace the child actor with a slightly older child actor and stuff and he said ah that wasn't doing it for me so now he like uh the mirrors are all these very high-tech screens (laughs) that reflect his his face but also (laughs) age him up a little bit like with cgi and stuff so and it's like the budget you must have had for this thing and he keeps saying like the budget is insane and i just keep fucking doing it on such stupid shit when that guy wanted to like tell his uh, pub quiz team about this um Mm. about the fact that he wants to uh tell them he doesn't have a degree he 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 went to their local pub 
place and he got his studio to replicate the pub exactly so he got the entire pub built again in this studio and he hired all these actors so every day him and this guy would come into the pub and they'd practice it and they'd have every single thing set up to like perfectly mimic it um and he'd try every scenario okay so if scenario a you ask for a pizza and it arrives two minutes late that will mess up your script so you have to come up this he has like this flow chart because it's like and it's like what happens if we go if she does aggression aggressive option b you know this is what we go for and they're like they plan for like everything it's insane if if you google it one of the top things is the rehearsal about autism because it's like the guy is clearly so specific and so (laughs) entrenched in (laughs) one thing and again i'm not doing very well describing this but it's one of the most um unique tv shows i've ever seen and hilarious and sad at points or not even sad it's just it, it the, the last episode is brilliant and you don't know because oh was, it's he's manipulative very profound like at, at, at one point isn't it like um yeah uh yeah i'm not gonna spoil it i don't want to highly but recommend he's a little it, yeah. bit manipulative because he knows how to edit things and he tricks you and you get you get played mm. as much as people he's tricking in the show um so that was a really good one. and also there's another one called jury duty which is fucking hilarious there's oh Highly, so I, yeah, I, this is I, I 100% it, endorse that one. Yeah, yeah, you told me this one. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, a guy thinks he's doing jury duty with 11 other people, and the other 11 people are actors. And the case you see in are all actors, and they're like sequenced, I think the word is, where they get they have to tell they're not allowed to have their phones and anything, and he has to sequestered, be that's sequestered, that's it. Yeah. yeah, and they have to go to like a, a hotel and they have to spend two weeks, and he, he doesn't realize it's not real. And it, all these, you know, people are doing stupid stuff, and it's all a bit like silly and wacky. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. It was a bit of a sleeper, yeah. but everyone loves it. Everyone who, like it was meant to be like a trashy prime thing, but it's fucking brilliant. And they hire like, yeah, James. It's, I think it's on um, it's Freevee, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. James Marsden is okay. like he's like uh, he's playing a guy, you know. He's playing he himself, himself like a really yeah. hyper, hyped up version of himself and going, can't believe I've got jury duty, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But the whole show and is he, improvised. Perfect. So, um, they have to keep changing the script as it goes along because they've got this like narrative yeah. they want to follow. But the guy who doesn't know he's involved in it, um, obviously it has free will. So things like doesn't necessarily yeah go along with it. It's absolutely brilliant. Like me and Amy watched it. We binged it because it, yeah, was, it was so it's good. Fucking brilliant. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that's my TV uh, best excellent, film excellent choice uh so yeah i've uh as i mentioned you uh before we came on this i've done it as uh, uh the film a film that has come out this year as yes, opposed yeah. to just a film i've watched and yeah, that's what all these so are these are all highest, based, sorry in case yeah. you didn't make that clear all these are from this year mm. so my two highest rated films this year um were talk to me and oppenheimer Ooh. um and they're very, very different films. Mm. So I'm just going to do a tiny little bit about both of them, basically, because yeah. I think they both deserve a shout out for different reasons. So uh, in terms of how much fun I had, I'd say Talk to Me claims that sort of top spot. Yeah. Um, that film is just a great ride. Uh, it's a, a good spooky flick. It's fucking brutal as well with like some of the gore and things like that. So if you if you like a slash, if you like a sort of gory horror um you like a little jump scare in there i highly recommend that it's very very good very well written extremely well acted uh and yeah like the effects and everything that they, they were two australian 
like they were YouTube the YouTube boys. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like as in they made films on YouTube, and then the Australian uh, cinema. Um, well, it's like you know here we have like Channel Four um, make films, mm. don't they? And the, the BFI or whatever it is. Um, it yeah, was like it was, it was kind of like state sponsored. They gave them funding to make this thing, not state sponsored. That sounds like it's from like North. Korea. Yeah, it, well, they, no, they said um, as well that the they they did have offers from like actual big studios, mm-hmm. but they wanted to like change script and stuff like that and make it basically water it down. And they were like pretty stalwart, and they're like, "No, this is our kind of yeah. vision or whatever." And that's a real roll of the dice because like it could have gone tits up, but luckily the like you said, the Australian sponsored you know the equivalent of whatever it is film four BFI or whatever. Yeah, they. They backed them, and it's 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 a hell of a film. It's, I think it's got a sequel now, and it's got a sequel. Green we Day. loved it, didn't we? We really enjoyed it. Oh, it was great, really, really good. I I thoroughly enjoyed that one. And then Oppenheimer. I mean, that's I'm not exactly it's, going niche yeah. here, am I? Yeah, it speaks <laughs> yeah. for itself. Yeah. It's it's Chris Nolan. It's you know the only one I didn't like of his was Tenet. Um, yeah, apart from that, shit. he just he just knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. It's a three hour film, and I I didn't for a second feel like it was a three hour film. It was uh. Like that, the pacing of it is perfect. I've not seen it. Um, oh, I it's should. brilliant, mate! It's I, I'm put perfectly off acted because um, I get overwhelmed by stuff like that. Oh, I, I totally understand, man. Like I was when I went to the cinema for it. It's different going to the cinema as well because you're like, right, I am you're going to dedicate there. that time. Yeah, yeah, you can't do anything about that. Yeah, it's. I could understand why you maybe struggle to watch it at home, but it's it's so so good. The score's good. Like everything about it is just perfect. In terms of like the all the, the the parts, you know, like the score, the acting, the script, and, and all Killian that. Murphy, or I, I think you pronounce it Cillian, don't you? I always Killian. No, Irish I think name. it's Kill. Sorry, I think Kill. Yeah. it is Killian. Everyone calls it Cillian Murphy. I yeah. think it is Killian. Well, well, he, Nicks, so exactly. Irish. If you in Ireland, you'd call it Killian, but he doesn't call mm. himself Killian. So like, I kind of. Why does he not? Calls, I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong with that, but because because my family are from Cork and we have a Killian in our family. Um, and I said to, I think I said to our mate before, I think I said, oh yeah, Killian, it's pronounced Killian. And I think Sean said to us, oh, actually, no, he says himself Cillian. So, oh, fair enough. So wherever he wants to go. Who am I to, who am I to yeah. argue with old Cillian? Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's a good one. I mean, I'm not exact again, I'm not going niche there. The, these, these two things made loads of money. So, but yeah, those are my two films of the uh, top films of uh, 2023. Yeah. Um, mine one was, um, uh, they clone Tyrone. So I tried to go not Route One because I actually I love Barbie. I thought Barbie was great fun. Um, that was I, good. I saw some of the big blockbusters. Um, but the one that kept was a bit of a sleeper on Netflix was one called They Cloned Tyrone. Um, and I'll just get you, the, you recommended that to me. I never um, I never watched it. It's this um, it's John Boy- John Boyega, and, John Boyega, um, Jamie Fox, uh, Tyona Paris, and... uh, Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Um, yeah, Megan Sousa. Um, it's, it's it's really it's like a sci-fi. So it's described as a pulpy sci-fi mystery, um, where this like Jamie Fox is hilarious in it. He's called Slick Charles, mm. and he's like a pimp, like like in a <laughs> yeah. um in a huggy bear style. Is it Huggy Bear? That guy from like um uh uh, uh Starsky and Hutch. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean like sort of um. Is he dressed- like almost? parody like with like, yeah, like black absolutely. dynamite or whatever yeah. you know yeah and yeah. he um he and then john boyega is like a drug dealer um and at the very so this isn't a spoiler but very start of the film john boyega gets shot and then kind of like wakes back up and 
Um, oh, is it like a time loopy sort of? Well, kind of. Well, well, he's called T- Tyrone, and it's all about like um, rich, big companies, like pharma companies or like big, you know, big pharma and things like that, mm-hmm. um, are keeping poor people in America in these like poor, uh, socially, socially economically deprived areas, um, like mm-hmm. ghettos and like really rough areas. Um, they they need these areas to exist to keep like capitalism going and it's a bit like oh, uh, uh, you know, uh it's a bit uh <laughs> smoking your first blunt and be like fuck man they keep us all down but it's <laughs> really fun um you realize as the story goes on like people are like uh people aren't who they think they are people aren't real people are being oppressed by this yeah. like a uh, revelations yeah and um it's yeah, it's a, it's a stupid. It's really fun. It's like I think films sometimes are too serious and they take themselves so serious. This is just a really yeah. fun, really like um, like pulpy. Pulpy is a perfect word for it, it and I, I I really I find it great fun. Um, I also I still need to watch it. I know you recommended it to me, and I I haven't got it. Give it a go, man. It it's yeah, like yeah, I, it came out early this year, like very early this year. But it's one of the ones I mm. like. I, I I rated it quite well on um Letterbox, um, and then the mm. Last Kingdom, uh. I love Last Kingdom. It's probably my best TV show Absolutely. ever. I think it's the best TV. Show. It's the most consistent TV. I don't think there's a single bad episode of Last Kingdom. And it's if you like this pod, yeah. you will love it. It's like um, it's a story 100%. of um, Wessex when it gets attacked by uh, the Vikings. It has representation of Wales in it, not best. Um, they but they at least no, do it's it not the best for Wales. Welsh but yeah. And, um, and they they do reference like how old they are, and they reference they, they make an effort to know more about history. It's a great things. series, absolutely great series. And the guy who wrote it wrote Sharp, um, Oliver Cornwall, um, and he's got a new TV show coming out about King Arthur, which is already out in America, and it's coming out for us early next year. My only concern is it's coming out on ITV, and anything out on ITV is mm. never that great. But um, this originally yeah. was out on BBC America, Last Kingdom, and then Netflix bought it. It had six series, and then they made a movie called Last Kingdom. And the movie is good, and I like it's a fine film. But the TV show is just is so good. fantastic. But it ends yeah. perfectly, so I I put that as a recommendation just because the ending I think is is really good. Definitely, yeah, that is excellent. The uh, yeah, Uhtred son of Uhtred, man, what yeah. a guy. Uhtred son of Uhtred. Um, this one, which this is a shout out to one of our friends, Ollie, or best friend. Uh, he is an absolute scoundrel for Last Kingdom, and there's a scene where uh, the, the protagonist slaps like this horrible oh, like, yeah, Christian fellow. But when he does, yeah. he goes, "Does only a slap, my lord? Does only a slap, my lord? Does only a slap, my lord? I slapped him on the face, my lord." <laughs> and that is simply one shout. That is just for me, you, and Ollie. That is, but That's if just anyone else has seen Last three Kingdom, three of us here, yeah. yeah. When you go watch Last Kingdom, you'll hear that part, and you have to let us know how funny it is. Oh, when you get to one, I think I think that's what like season three or something. So you yeah, gotta hang yeah. with it, and once you hear that, you'll go, "I get what they were saying now." Yeah. And then you'll <laughs> then you can just comment on one of our things, going, "It was only a slap, my lord." <laughs> it was only a slap, my lord. Um, anyway, uh, next category was best comedy. Hmm. Right, so I wasn't sure if you meant comedy movie or like a stand-up, right? Well, we I, so, I, I wrote these. I messaged you all these drunk, so I sent you like a whole bunch of them. Or like, like I received them drunk oh, as well. Was, yeah. So like this was <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a worst of both worlds. Yeah. But I've done both basically very quickly. So my drunk, uh, my drunken. Um, Can we talk about being drunk comedy. too much on this pod? 
No, uh, that's Fair part enough. of our charm, I reckon. <laughs> I think it's part of our charm. Uh, and also, yeah, just take that as gospel. Don't ask the audience. <laughs> yeah, like, if everyone's so, you just stop drinking so much. I said, go to unsub, bro. Um, <laughs> anyway. Well, well, I, I do find funny, the, like, nearly every other pod is, like, so pro being healthy and, like, mentally, like, mm. you know, you know, we should kind of shy away from, not me, you know, it, it's, it's not glorifying booze. For me, you're like, we fucking love it. And I do fair, often think... When you ever you see like another pod that goes like, oh look, we do it with the drink. This like yeah. we do two drinks during the yeah. uh, well, also, the, the recording. L- loads of pods I like. They've like mentioned people like like Josh Widdicombe's one. He no longer drinks at all, and like John Robbins, he said he's an alcoholic. And and I just think, oh, just just like and it's great, great strength for them. But some I do feel loads of an alcoholic when they just they just like a drink because <laughs> alcoholic means you wake up every day and you need a drink, don't you? That's like a a sign of alcoholism if you just like it drunk, yeah you need I, only need, drunk. I only need it to hear my voice on a podcast <laughs> no, so it's well fine. i mean I, I mean obviously what i'm trying to say is like um getting drunk and making stupid mistakes or feeling shit because you've had a drink i don't think it's alcoholism alcoholism is a serious mm. disease where you wake up and you med you, you need one and if you don't have one you could die you know, I used to work in a yeah. hospital and I used to work in neurology, which might shock some people. <laughs> but I didn't work as a, a proper <laughs> nurse. I, I worked caring patients who were uh, mentally unwell and aggressive and often had drug and alcohol-related issues. They were alcoholics. If you have a bad relationship mm. with alcohol, that's slightly different. This is such a unneeded tangent. <laughs> Just to say, we're allowed to have a drink no, or a laugh. <laughs> it's, yeah, no one should judge us for what we do, all right? <laughs> Walk a mile in my shoes, all right, um, and then and then, and, then <laughs> and we do like I think I just want to make it clear to people we have good stable jobs and partners who are very kind. Our life isn't just us smashed on a podcast every week. <laughs> I couldn't afford the broadband if I was smashed all the time. Think about it. Use your brains. Yeah, I think maybe because we've done so many pods tonight. And we got another one to go, and it's just us getting drunk. God, you're I'm a always... proper anxious Annie tonight. You I are. Know, and you're like, Did I do too much been... of the Scottish impressions on the last uh, episode? <laughs> Honestly, am I am I talking about drinking too much in this one? I'm going through a patch of anxiety at the moment, so I I, I do apologise. I'm so everything. I'm going. Oh no, the Scottish voice was in a fair, was a fair. It was too much, wasn't it? I did it too much. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I said I did it too you're much. You're fine. It's fine. Anyway. Yeah, uh, fine, buddy. What's your favourite comedy? <laughs> anyway, what's your favourite comedy? So, as I said, I've split into movies and uh, what's call it um, actual stand-up. Yeah. So my best stand-up this year was uh, James Acaster, Heckler's Welcome. Yeah. Absolutely outstanding. Brilliant, brilliant stand-up. Uh, he's been one of my favourites for a long time now, old uh, James Acaster. The Cold Lasagna is the best stand-up, I think. I was just made. about to say... As mu- as good as that was, I it's would not- say called lasagna. I hate myself. Yeah. Is yeah. so so good, and I think that's yeah. probably one of the best ones I've seen. Is uh, if you haven't had a look at that one, what look yeah. at that? It's Do, fucking yeah. brilliant. You can get yeah. it for like eight quid on like Vimeo or something. Yeah, it's fucking and it's worth it. It's, it's brilliant. It generally, is it's the best and and I, I yeah it's. It, I don't want to hype it up too much because it annoys me when people hype things up too like when they're too mm. emphatic. But I generally think it's like. That's how comedy is. That's at the the pinnacle of comedy. It was brilliant. It was genius, yeah. So that's my stand-up. In terms of comedy, in terms of movie, I'm just going to do a quick one. I I didn't really think too much about this. It's one we watched the other day uh, called Thanksgiving, Eli Roth film. (laughs) So much fun. Um, It's a horror comedy, uh, but honestly, great watch. If you have a couple of tins, we had a few tins with it. 
Um, and it's it's truly like just the most stupid fucking lines in it sometimes. But as long as you go in knowing exactly what it is and what it's trying to be, yeah. you'll enjoy it, man. It's, I think it's it's really older, dumb you, and you, like you you realize some films aren't trying to be a Scorsese or they're not trying to be a Killing yeah. Flowers, Killing Moon, or whatever. They're there to be funny and and they, that used to annoy me when I was younger. I said, like, "Oh, you should take this seriously." But watching when you know things are meant to be slashers and they were the whole cinema was howling with laughter, weren't they? Like. It's yeah. a stupid, like, like what do you call it? B grade or B B listed, like horror. Yeah, it's like a B movie sort Gosh, of thing. Yeah. It's like it's meant to be a, like a, an homage to um, like the old grindhouse stuff. Mm. I don't think, in my opinion, it quite no. does that right. But in terms of just being like a fun yeah. slash, it reminded me a lot of um, Freaky. That's another yeah. great one we watched like a couple yeah. of years back. Happy Death with Vince Day. Vaughan. Happy Death Day. It's like it knows what it is. It's like a stupid horror comedy type thing the the kills in it are like over the top gory and like the, the it's it, I, i'd highly recommend it it's all the good. funny like uh, yeah it's, it's a really really fun one. yeah and and thanksgiving all right it's not quite christmas but it's close enough so yeah you know, and um thanksgiving in america is well obviously it's only in america but they treat i got my sister-in-law as american and she treats thanksgiving with the same uh potency as we treat christmas. Like reverence yeah yeah so just getting some Booze out the fridge. Go for yes. it. Right. Um, so I actually went down the route of just being stand-up comedy. So I'd say John Robbins Howell is like this comedy is the second best bar um the cold lasagna when we said from James A. Caster. Yeah. It's John Robbins who's uh, a recovering alcoholic. Um and he's always had like a love hate relationship with booze anyway, but he it, He's also neurotic and so highly strung, and booze just elevated that. So even sober, he's quite hard work and a bit annoying. But he booze made it a lot worse, and he um, covers that in like a gut wrenchingly honest performance. And it's not even—I wouldn't even say. Well, my friend Ollie, Ollie, who mentioned a minute ago, he went to go Mm. see it with his partner, and he's like, "Is it comedy? Because it's so (laughs) points so (laughs) like intense, but it's it is so well crafted." And I bet people who listen to this know John Robbins because um, I just somebody mm. you know he's quite he's a really big podcaster and comedian. Um, but that is really good. If you ever get a chance to see that, I'm sure it'll come on Netflix soon, like his other stand-up did. Um, but if you get to see it live, it's still touring. It's fantastic. And then my next one mm. was Shane Gillis, Beautiful Dogs. If you don't know Shane Gillis, he looks like he might be a big like right-wing Trump comedian. But he isn't, <clears throat> and he kind of plays both sides. Like he winds up liberals by saying some things that are like yeah. libertarian. He winds up like right wing people by making fun of Trump all the time. Um, I don't need to punch, but I think he's the biggest podcaster on the planet. I think he has the most Patreons ever. So he Jeez, doesn't yeah. need our endorsement. Um, and then Sam Campbell. <laughs> no. Sam Campbell's got an amazing hour long stand up on uh, YouTube. And Sam Campbell's this brilliant Australian uh, comedian. And mm. Damien Powers, he's also Australian comedy is a bit unfair. They only give um, like TV shows to the same people. And I've got a few Australian fr- friends who are comedians. And I've been on their podcasts and stuff. And they're all incredibly talented, really funny. But they all have to come to the UK to make money. Because in the UK, us comedians make a proper living wage and they get paid decent. And mm. we got some friends with standard comedians, don't we, who make really good money doing the circuit. Indeed, yeah. In Australia, you only make money if you're on telly. Um, so they have all these great Australians, comedians, who just have to come over here and do their stuff. And Sam Campbell's one of them. And he has his brilliant stand-up show, all free on YouTube. Um, direct. 
uh, edited by uh, directed by this guy called Henry Stone who's fucking this was so funny and having like a, a director for your stand-up who's also a comedian just helps elevate it to that next thing so yeah mm. check out Sam Campbell's stand-up on YouTube and another Australian guy called Damien Powers um if you like the humor that me and Jack do you'll really like those ones we've just mentioned and the next one Lovely is stuff. one tip you'd give people um just, it, this is a very drunk broad one. What's one tip you'd give people who listen to this part? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I interpreted that in my drunk estate as a, like a recommendation. Yeah. I don't know about you. Or is it like if if, yeah. if you're talking about like tips, no, I'm no, thinking no, just I'm a recommendation. Fall short of the mark here. <laughs> no, cool. just a re- recommendation. That's fine then. Go in, you know, fucking, I don't know, butter your toasty before you put in the toasty maker or something <laughs> like that. I was like, I haven't got anything like that. Um, so my one is, um, this is kind of specific to anyone who can do it, but so back in August, me and my wife, we went to, um, uh, went like a little trip around North Wales. Uh, I hadn't been up there since I was like tiny, tiny. So we went out, we visited a few places, including Carnarvon Castle, Anglesey, Betisacoid. Uh, but my recommendation uh, or my top tip is going to be go and visit a place that we stopped off on the way called Beard Gellert. Honestly, one of the most picturesque places I've ever been. It's nestled between like a couple of mountains. It's got this lush river running through it. All these old pubs, old buildings either side, like running all the way through. It's just stunning. So my recommendation is if you can go and see Beard Gellert. I understand that a lot of people might not be able to do that. So for those that might not be in the UK or, or even like a trip to Wales, it's just completely not doable my other recommendation uh, and we've touched on this earlier is have a little piece of whales delivered to you by ordering a bottle of Bartithi spice oh, rum very good i know i know we go on about this a lot on the pod but i'm telling you it is that fucking good it's beautiful yeah. uh it's on amazon now and everything so just fucking grab a bottle you're not gonna regret it and you know if you can't go to bath gallop you can at least have a fucking a little swig of that yeah. Welsh and we're looking lava at, uh, bread seaweed and rum. We've got a, we've got quite an interesting or exciting potential collaboration in the new year um, coming up, mm. but it's not with Bad TV, and that shows how much we love Bad TV because we're, we're even pr- pr- plugging it when we're not getting paid for it. So, yeah. <laughs> just fucking listen to us, and please <laughs> give us some room. Um, so mine is similar. Mine is go <laughs> visit Badafundal Bay. Uh, we're so fucking Welsh, aren't we? <laughs> we're both yeah. Um, it's a really beautiful part of West Wales, and like it generally looks out of this world. And if you if you were to Google, I've shown loads of people photos of it, photos of when I've been there, and also photos on Google. Um, it just doesn't look like it's in Wales. It's like the most beautiful white sands. Like, <coughs> to- excuse me, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> God. I just what had some drink happened? right in my. I have a drink right in my fucking lungs. Then I, I think I was inhaling while I was sipping. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. <laughs> Ignore that, everyone. No, I think that's fine. It's got to keep it. No, yeah, it's got to keep it. And then that that the duality of this pod discussing almost like ethereal, beautiful places. Yeah, just like splitting up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But Google it, um, and it, it just yeah, it is stunning. I'm looking at now, mate. It looks absolutely beautiful. And they're not just hyped up photos. And you have to, mm. it really is that pretty. 
and you have to park your car a little bit away and you walk there and it reveals itself it's just a, it's a it's really stunning um and if you can't go to wales or you can't get to west wales no matter what your circumstance you could get this show on disney uh if you can afford disney plus we'll get a free trial um called mr in between and it's a it's a I can't stop raving about this. To I, I showed this to my mate Lou in work, and he loves it. Um, everyone I've told about it loves it. Um, it's about this Australian guy who works as like a bouncer at a strip club, but he's like, um, he's also like a hitman for hire. But he's quite a nice person. It's kind of like um, Breaking Bad. Uh, Breaking Bad has like Aussie humor. Um, it's really charming. It's only thirty. 30 minute episodes it's only three series they finish it the guy keep who me wrote to watch it, man because you've um you told me that it's uh, so good and i've got it right i've literally got it saved like ready to go i just need to actually start watching it it's my it's in my top five tv shows of all time 100 percent. and um it's, high praise high praise it's very it's only 30 minutes long it, it they, when they wrote it they knew they, how they wanted to finish it um, it's intensely <laughs> gruesome but not gruesome it's very very violent at parts um it's really it covers all the emotions it's funny it's definitely a dark comedy um it's like great action really well shot um and it's can be quite moving so yeah that's my two recommendations um <laughs> okay so now back into christmas so what's your best christmas film so uh, apart from the obvious, you know, your Home Alones, your, your Muppet Christmas Carols, Die Hards, Planes, Trains, Automobiles. Uh, I tried to go a little bit off-piste with this one because I, I feel like me and you always talk about the same ones, don't we? Um, so I always watch Groundhog Day at this time of year. Uh, it's technically not a Christmas film because it's set in February on Groundhog Day, but it's got lots of snow. Uh, I watch it at Christmas, so in my book it counts. And if well, you don't like that, do you know, we are be so in sync. We're so in sync mm. because I was going to mention um, uh, Planes, Trains, Automobiles because it's my favourite, even though that's a uh, Thanksgiving film. Mm. So you're right. You know, we you go mainstream, I go obscure. You go obscure, I go mainstream. Well, not even obscure, but you know, we don't go on the same. We we don't. Mm. We're quite good at not crossing over. Um, I've never seen Groundhog Day, but on Thursday I'm off to my Christmas party in London in London mm. and usually I catch the train to London which is only two hours um, because of the train strikes I have to, it's a six hour journey it's going to take me from my, flat, it's going to, from my flat to where I work in Battersea um, it's a six hour journey, usually from Cardiff to London oh, and then from mate. Paddington to Battersea it's like two and a half hours, three hours Um Mm. But yeah, the bus is taking me six hours. So I've downloaded Groundhog Day and the uh, Truman Show, which I've never seen either, and I really want to. So I, I haven't seen both. Truman Show. That's no, another man. great one, man. But no, Groundhog Day, highly, highly recommended. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but just to give uh, you and maybe even the listeners a premise, uh, it's not quite the original time loop film, uh, but it's probably the first one that loads of people saw and yeah. it's, it's that is in people's memories. Um, it's got Bill Murray. He plays a classic kind of character for a movie like this. You know, he's a right dick to start with. Yeah. Uh, and he gets in the time loop, very selfish and all that. And he slowly but surely learns the, you know, the value of bringing positivity and selflessness to the world. Yada yada yada. But um, it's 
it might not be the best endorsement I've just given it then, but <laughs> it's I would highly recommend to add it to your Christmas watching list. Um, you won't regret it. I, to me, it's it's a really really good film, and it's I don't know. It's just it, it it's a feel good one as well because even though he's a bit of a cynic at the start, you know, yeah. by the end you you you're you're with that Christmas. Spirit. Well, the reason yeah. I wanted to watch it is because I love the film Palm Springs. Uh, with yes. Uh, um, What's he called in it? Um, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, yeah. yeah. I think it's a really fun film. Oh, brilliant. And that is very much a homage to um, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Well, it's the same sort of time loop scenario, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love, um, I will say that Palm Springs is one of the best films to have a few cans to. It's so Because that is such it? a good, like, boozy yeah. film. Yeah. Um, the Groundhog Day doesn't quite fill that gap, but it's... Groundhog Day is still really, really good. It's like a bit more wholesome and like sort of, um, how do I say? It's, it It almost feels like um, a movie you'd watch when you're a kid, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah. a bit more uh, nostalgic. Um, so mine, uh, I've mentioned it a bunch on this podcast, but A Muppet's Christmas Carol, I mm. just, I think it imbues um, <laughs> Christmas because it is a Christmas film. Um, but I read a quote from Michael Caine, where he said he was going to play Ebenezer Scrooge in The Muppet's Christmas Carol, like he would if he was starring in a Royal Shakespeare Company play. He said, I'll never wink. I'll never do anything Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as if it's an utterly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. And he absolutely nails it. Like, the pathos, the horror, the severity. That's what makes that film so, so good. Is he acts as if he's as if he's looking at Ian McKellen or fucking (laughs) Jeremy Irons or something (laughs) like that. And not not like a fucking Kermit the Frog, you know what I mean? And he he plays it so straight. Yeah, yeah. It, he plays it so straight in comparison to like the the Muppets and stuff, and it, I think that's what makes that film the so songs so good. are so good in it as well. And it's again, mm. it's quite a, one to make you a bit emotional and teary. I just, I think it's fantastic. I, I love that film. Um, yeah, and I it's also uh, honorable mentions to uh, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, which me and Em watched two yeah. nights ago. And what a, John Candy is my hero. I absolutely adore. He's him. So good. So um, good. I um we didn't watch it tonight. I wanted to watch it tonight, but because we were doing the pod, I was like, oh, we couldn't give it its its fair ears and no. graces. So I was yeah. like, we got to save it for another time because I love watching Planes, Trains, Automobiles. Steve um, Martin is top notch, and then yeah, John Candy is like I I would say a slight cut above, but they're both like right up in the upper echelons. Uh, okay, best Christmas song. What about TV special? Have you done TV special? Oh, yeah, TV special, TV special. Gavin and Stacey, the newest one. I just fucking love it. I find it so fun. That is good. That is class, yeah. I watched that the other day, actually. Um, really, I watch really it good. all the time. What's yours? Yeah. Uh, so I've mentioned this before on the pod uh, as my recommended TV special. It's got to be BBC's A Christmas mm. Carol from 2019. Yeah, yeah outstanding. Um, I think it was 2019. Uh, darker reimagining of the old Charles Dickens story, uh, a bit more gothic horror kind of thing, which I fucking love. Uh, Guy Pierce is Scrooge, even though they've tried to make him like look all old and grey and stuff, he's still kind of dishy in it as well, which yeah. I love. Uh, it's got Stephen Graham as Marley, Andy Circus, Ghost of Christmas Past, a few other British faces you'll recognise, all really well acted. Scrooge, Scrooge's bastard level in this is ramped up to like fucking eleven, uh, so you really fucking hate him, and it's great. Yeah. Um, three episodes long, about an hour each. Give it a look. One of my favourite adaptations of the story. Uh, I think it's on BBC. I, it's, yeah, it's definitely on BBC iPlayer for those in the UK. 
if you're not if you're if you're not in the UK or out in the states or whatever like that, uh, it used to be on FX. I don't know what your fucking streaming service for that is like, but yeah, just it's, it's, if you have a chance to watch it, give it a look. Isn't it mad that we have to cater? We get to cater for an American audience because we have American mm. listeners. It's so cool. I was just um, thinking then. Yeah, in fact, yeah. I had to write that in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Christmas song. Uh, mine is Feliz Navidad. It just it's such a fucking Great banger. One. And I don't know about you, but I only started hearing it about four years ago, five years ago. Like, Definitely, mate. I I never used to think it was a classic Christmas song. No. I thought like it was something that was released, like you said, about in our mid twenties or something. Yeah. Uh, when did it come out? Oh, it got released in 2014. That's oh no. Uh, if that if that's true, then that's why. <laughs> I, I guess. think it was written in the 1970s uh, by a Puerto mm. Rican uh, singer songwriter Jose Feliciano. Um, but for some reason, it just says here released 2014, but maybe it's re-released. Mm. So I think it was, uh, but it definitely was nowhere near as big when we were growing up, was it? I think it took a while. Oh no, it's, it's played shows. all the time now. I think, and it's like it's enigmatic and it's like foreign it's got a sex appeal of being like uh, hispanic yeah <laughs> i love it it's um, like uh, it's like the mask of zorro man it's fucking sexy <laughs> yeah it's an atario banderas um <laughs> uh, of music also fairy tale in new york mad that bless old shane mcgowan he's dead um, mm. he's dead so that sounded so like mad <laughs> he's dead he's, he's fucking dead. gone isn't he? um, he's yeah. from like ken i always thought he was irish he gets counted as Irish. Why is yeah. that then? Because he, he appeared on the he, the Pogues um, appeared with the Dubliners. Uh, you know, the, uh... the, there's that song, the Pogues and the Dubliners. And I think his family are, yeah, you know, the Irish Rovers. Oh, this over. Uh, yeah. You know the song, the Irish Rovers. All we'll over the... this land. Yeah. Uh, no, I, don't, I think um... that's Clovers, isn't it? Oh, Ambrosia. Yeah. <laughs> no, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, <laughs> like. On the 4th of July, 1806, we set sail from the street called the car. We were sailing away with the cargo of bricks for the Grand City Hall in New York. But a wonderful craft, she was rigged for the daft. And now how the wild wind over, she's done several blasts. She had 27 masts. I remember but, seeing um like when you know because he died, I remember yeah. seeing like you know lots of tributes to it and stuff. And I saw one, I can't remember who it was now. Someone on social media put it up and you know a big tribute to him saying like, oh what a fucking legend! Like I loved him. He was such a good laugh and all that. And I'm not joking. They put up the most horrendous picture of him. Was like, I know he had like bad fucking gnashes, yeah. like bad teeth, but like they put up the worst picture of him ever. I was like, do him a, f- a fucking favor. And well, like, if you're gonna post something really nice about him, put up a nice photo of him. Do you know what I mean? It is weird because I, I did see one where he had his teeth fixed, um, mm. and he had his teeth fixed when he was a lot older. But um, he strikes me as one of those poor old guys, a bit like uh, Pete Doherty or Pete Doherty, uh, you know, from like the Libertines, like yeah, um, just completely well, bad like alcoholism. Didn't yeah, he? Like, that's he's, what I mean. What, fucked, when like, you're an alcoholic, yeah. you're Shane McGowan. You're not just annoyed. You know, that, that's what an alcoholic is. Somebody will literally, I just that there. He he is something innate within you when you have the disease of like addiction. 
and that's like it's portrayed really well in Shane. Like he could afford mm. have his teeth fixed, but he'd rather just fucking carry on the booze, puff. So yeah, every year the Pogues get to fucking yeah. in the top ten or yeah. whatever. And well, this he, year he I don't think it ever got didn't number want one. To bother, sort of stuff. I don't think it ever no, got no, number no. one. But this year, I know the campaign, it isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, um, also, I would mention as well. Um, I'm not a massive mm. John Legend fan, but John Legend had this um, this Christmas album, and there's a song in there called "Bring Me Love." I'll drop it in now. Mm. Um, no, I don't want. And like, it's an absolute banger. Okay, next bit. Best bit of Christmas meal. Oh, no, hey, your Christmas you song. Sorry, sorry, me, yeah? sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. I'm rushing say, through yeah, these. Fuck, your, we, fuck we, your Christmas song. We've got yeah. like 10 minutes before we've got to wrap this pod up. Right. Um, so uh, I do love the classics. As you said, Like I love a step into Christmas, favorite tale in New York, whatever, whatever. Um, but this is one I discovered fairly recently, and I, I'm fucking enamored with it. It's um, a, a song by the Dropkick Murphys mm. called Seasons Upon Us. So for those who don't know, Dropkick Murphys, they did a famous song uh, from the film Departed uh, called Chipping Up to Boston. We'll probably put in a little clip here. Yeah. Um, you're bound to know it. Um, but they tried their hand at a little Christmas song. I really fucking like it. It's, it's not your typical sort of lyrics. Um, a lot of it is about like how annoying Christmas can be. Yeah. So I've got a couple of lyrics here, for example. It says, my nephew's a horrible, wise little twit. He once gave me a nice gift wrap box full of shit. He <laughs> likes to pelt carolers with icy snowballs. I'd like to take him out back and deck more than the halls. So <laughs> it's not what's considered classic, but it gets me in the Christmassy yeah. mood. And I assume a lot of people might not have heard of it, but yeah. It, uh, called... We might put a little, like we said, a chorus we'll or something that. like yeah, that. We'll in put here. A thing. Icy snowballs I'd like to take them out back And deck them more than the halls With family like this I would have to confess I'd be better off Lonely, distraught and depressed The season's upon us It's that time of year Brandy and eggnog There's plenty of cheer There's lights on the trees And there's wreaths to be hung There's mischief And also diamond rugs Um they have a song called Christmas in a Chinese restaurant, which I think is quite a Jewish tradition where Jewish people go to a Chinese restaurant on Christmas Day. But mm. it's quite a solemn song, but it's it's quite funny. It's like, uh, you kicked me out because I told the kids that Santa didn't exist. I got drunk and you got pissed. It's like a, it's a, it's another fun boozy one to drink to. Mm. We'll put all the fucking clips in. Yeah, we I will. Why not? I mean, yeah. it's going to take us three hours to edit. Might as well make it longer for exactly. ourselves. <laughs> Chinese food on Christmas Day. You kicked me out because I told the kids that Santa's sleigh did not exist. I was drunk and you got pissed. But, anyways, have a very merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Best bit of Christmas meal. 
for me, and I, we're avoiding roasties because they are clearly the best. Um, Ugh, why are you just fucking waylaid my entire <laughs> Oh, no, it's fine. You can say roasties. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to say good stuffing, like homemade pork and cranberry oh, stuffing. Uh, yeah. It's amazing on, on the day, but it also takes your leftover Christmas sandwich to the next fucking level. It does. That that's a very good show, actually. Mm. Yeah. I um I was gonna say roasties. I mean, I know it's a cheating one because fucking everyone loves roasties. Mm. But what my mum does is make like I'm talking like bowls and bowls of the of the roasties, right? We have them with our dinner. There's like a there's like a partition made then between like <laughs> the roasties you have for dinner and the roasties you can't have for dinner. Mm. And then later you can either pick at the roasties for a little bit. And there's another partition made between those ones you can pick at and the ones that are for tomorrow. And then the day after, you have other roasties. And they're like, because oh, they're so crispy and fluffy on the inside. You don't mind how I'm cold or and then you just fucking scoff them. Oh, yeah, it's so, so good. Um, I was saying that it's, it's so, so good. Um, especially after you've like finished your Christmas dinner and you've let it go down a little bit and everything. Yeah. But I will say my mum also tr- still... To this day, tries to sneak some fucking veg onto my plate, even though I'll be <laughs> 33 this year when I go for Christmas. Stop trying to make me eat veg, Julie. I'm not gonna fucking eat veg, all right? I'm fucking, I'm a, I'm a grown man now. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to eat veg. I'll have my peas, you know, I'll have my, you know, occasionally some broccoli or whatever, but let me eat the good stuff first. Yeah. But apart from that, uh, it's so funny the, that you don't like dinner, veg. You're such a... Yeah, I just... I, I, I tried people it. people back home think you must... We must look like some absolute goblins. Because I think we should put up a photo of us. I just, I just drink <laughs> because beer. Because you're, like, yeah. you're in good nick. You're like uh, mm. svelte man. I'm the muscle-bound freak. I get it. But you're a uh, you're in for the guy who doesn't eat veg. You're Mate, like in really you're benching while fucking uh, talking about bloody uh, balls <laughs> yeah. of rum. Yeah. But you're um you'd picture like you as some like from how we talk we we must come across like absolute like yeah twenty stone drunken goblins. malnourished yeah. little but, dinguses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're um you're yeah you're in good shape. I'm the strongest bloke in oh, Wales together. Very. I actually tensed Mate, my muscle when I did that. In, <laughs> just, just, just to, just to prove to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, we're both in good nick. Well, what's so funny? Lay the when I'm at me. the gym, I only work out my arms. <laughs> I have a beer belly with these strong arms next to it. I look well, what do you need, mate? Well, I can just focus on this kind of doc. I don't need to worry about anything else. Exactly, yeah. Look um, at the, this is the, the doc goes, look, mate, you need to fucking, your heart's in danger. And you go, look at this. Have and you, you seen? Just bump your bicep and they go, yeah, fair play. Yeah, He's just signing off on your medical. <laughs> yeah. All right, last one. Best bit of alcohol for Christmas. I said baby Guinness. I thought we both loved them, and it was an honoured tradition that me and you together. <sighs> you were too pissed on the baby Guinness to realise I wasn't there when you were on yeah, the baby Guinness on my bloody stag, and I was too pissed to know where the fuck even me or you were. Um, mine, right? Even those Disaronos uh, are going down beautifully tonight. Um, I don't usually go for these, to be fair, and also they're very, very sweet. So I imagine in a while I'll probably get a. Uh, Keep it tied of them. Uh, right, uh, but the standard set for Christmas is usually just a classic beer and then rums when it gets too heavy, right? That's yeah. that's my usual on yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But in the build-up, I do drink. Uh, I do a Bailey's and hot chocolate, which I never do at any other time yeah. of year. I know, you and mentioned then, it twice now. That doesn't seem very... I know, You're yeah. not a sweet tooth boy, are you? No, You're not like I'm a not, I'm not, 
No, not usually. But I will do it around Christmas. And I also, I love a good mulled cider as well. Um, um, so my partner doesn't drink barely anything. She'll have like, you know... Uh, well, she's like like how girls drink. She'll drink like shots on night out, but not anything else with it. <laughs> so she'll just have like shots for ages. And um, I it's mm. yeah, it's definitely not how I booze. I booze like you know pints steadily all day. Em will just get she'll either drink nothing or drink to get pissed. But she loves um sweet stuff. Hence why she's marrying me. When I tried to oh, very good. <laughs> Did I tell you about um uh when I tried to make a what was cons- uh, it was. Uh, marketed to me on the internet as a like a classic uh, rum cocktail for Christmas, right? And it was like a spiced butter rum cocktail or something like that. And it was, was I tried to make it right. Sickly. Well, no, listen to this now. I it was it was not good. It was um, I tried to make it right. I, I follows this. I follow this bloody recipe to the fucking letter, pretty yeah. much. But it was like. I was thinking the entire time. I was like, I don't know. This doesn't sound great, but like, I'll, I'll trust it. And it was like, it needed the rum, right? Rum, no problem. And then it was like, melt like fifty grams of butter. That's like the base. That's like your that's mixer. Loads. That's your mixer. You normally get two like fifty melted. grams in a whole butter pack. So that's a what a fifth of a pack of butter. Yeah, but this was your mixer. Your mixer is is fucking oh is bloody. Um, melted butter and it was like sprinkle <laughs> some nutmeg so in it it was like sprinkle some nutmeg in it and some cinnamon was it meant to be a sauce Bob, or right, a dish and it was like I was like you're done there we go no no I'm like mate I'm not fucking going oh uh, is that meant to be a sauce or a cocktail what's the difference okay uh, <laughs> yeah uh, I, I honestly thought you were going to say like oh and I realised I was making a sauce dish <laughs> no no generally and so I did it all and Amy the entire time was going like this is not a cocktail it's like, not a cocktail don't be you can't you can't just melt 50 grams yeah. of butter and mix it with your rum and go there we are that's a rum cocktail <laughs> anyway look I'm, I was like I'm trusting it I did that. I put the cinnamon on it. Put the nutmeg in it, and all that. I thought this must be this must be how it is. Honestly, I I took a sip of it, and it was like fucking revolting. It was just it was just melted butter and yeah. And I just went, well, that's a waste of rum. Just chuck that away. So I was like, so don't ever go for any of those buttered rum fucking bollocks. So M's not as bad as that, but she so she doesn't generally drink, but. Now it's Christmas. She's been loving mulled wines, and I'm not really a big uh, cider or wine drinker. But the mulled wine is something is tasty in it. It is a it is a good Christmassy drink. It gets you there. Yeah, it is a good one. So I reckon. Are you done? So are you happy with your choice for mulled wine? Is a mulled cider is your Christmas drink? Yeah, I think that's probably yeah accurate. Um, should we wrap this up? Because this has been going on for so long. Um, yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas, guys. Dolly Clown and blow the now with that. And we uh yeah, Carity, we love you. Thanks for listening. Please give we us do. Thanks so much. Also, is this our last one of the year? Mm, yes, because the next one will come out, I think. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's the end of the year one. So thank you guys for anyone who's yes. been yeah. listening for a year. It's you you don't know how much it means, honestly. Dielchavad. We're going to do a wrap up next week, um, but it honestly does. We've been yeah, blown away by the support we had this year. You mean the world to us. We love you. Mm-hmm. Goodbye.